All right, everybody. Welcome back to Late Night Lately. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier late night podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. You like this new theme song? I made it myself. It's a fantastic theme song, if I do say so myself. Uh, Late Night Lately. Episode 4. Okay, let's get to the monologue. We've got some hot monologue to get to. Prince Harry and Meghan are said to be using royal titles for their children. Unfortunately, the young prince and princess are already surrounding themselves with little Prince Andrew and kid Jeffrey Epstein, all the while hanging out with a bunch of newborns on Younger Lolita Express. I love that joke. (laughs) It's a very bad joke. Elon Musk is said to be planning to start his own town inside of Austin, Texas, after Joe Rogan opens up an anti-cancel culture comedy club in the city, shifting the motto of Keep Austin Weird to Get the hell out of Austin! It's a lost cause! Quick, get to Marfa before it's lost cause too! Okay. (laughs) Nothing like saying, okay, then moving on. Senate Republicans are taking Fox News host Tucker Carlson to task after he aired edited videos of the January 6th Capitol riots. As poorly done as they are, Carlson has really improved since his debut on Photoshop using those Trump NFTs. Fox News host Tucker Carlson continued to stay in the spotlight after it was revealed he sent texts to other Fox News hosts and Republican Party members regarding Trump's behavior, saying things like, quote, he hates him passionately, commenting how Fox was, quote, playing with fire and questioning if executives understood, quote, how much credibility and trust the network lost with their audience. This prompts the question, did Tucker Carlson brown nose Trump so much that he popped out through the ex-president's mouth just to see the clear sunshine? And finally, a Texas woman who is just like a bunch of hamburgers. <laughs> just like just like grease. He puzzled. it's like a it's like an alien from aliens popping out of the stomach. Oh my gosh, but he's still crazy. And finally, a Texas woman who raised an alligator for 20 years that grew up to eight feet long had the reptile confiscated by a wildlife agency. She would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for the alligator's insistence that it take a year off from college to study a frog. That was a monologue, everybody. Don't let him sit on uh, that bad pun in the end. Uh, Episode four, it's kind of late, like three days late. Because I refuse to do things on time. (laughs) Even though I got nothing to do this week in late night. What happened? Late night was abreast with uh, jokes about Carlson and such. All of these, uh, the only reason we know about these texts is because the the committee for uh, the January 6th committee released all the texts. For this because uh, and the Dominion they had like Dominion stuff we knew Fox uh, News Rupert Murdoch that trial that thing is going on right now we knew he knew Fox News was lying the entire time and it continued to go with it hosts sent all these texts out hosts Fox News hosts sent all these texts out to uh, to each other going this is bullcrap what's going on why are we lying and then they still did it that's what happens what happened this week in late night. Marlon Wayans takes over the Daily Show. Mute the sh- mute it. Was <laughs> good. Marlon Wayans took over the Daily Show, bringing his brand of uh, comedy to the uh, late night stage. Uh, the thing, the thing about Marlon is, I, I, I don't know if he had any inclination at all to host any type of late night show. Uh, 
fact is he did a really good job. I think he did a fantastic job. I do think he's better at delivering these prepared lines. I've never seen a stand-up, and I don't plan on watching that stand-up special that he did. But the paired line, the prepared lines, rather, that he had for – uh, the the monologue and everything were great. The ad libs were were just as good too. Uh, he can really play with the, uh, the the correspondence as well, and the audience was there for him. They were really enjoying him and everything. You could tell that he was reading off of a prompter, which is not really a negative in its own right, but that it works for him. Um, one of the issues, uh, and I and I think this happens with any host including Trevor Noah that is going to be taking that that takes over the the mantle of the daily show and that is hosted before is that the two things that don't work that that don't work outside of the audience uh, are the um, the the pre-tapes so the for and in Marlon's instance he did a reflection on his most memorable roles and then the other thing that doesn't work is the man on the street stuff that it didn't work with Sarah Silverman, and it didn't really work here when he, when Marlon went to Harlem to talk about Oscar movies. Uh, I, it's in, in some ways, I do think audience interaction is a very important part of uh, the Daily Show, but it just, it just doesn't seem right. You know, it just doesn't seem as though, and I hated it when Desus and Miro did it too. They, and, and, and then towards the end, they stopped doing it and they sent out two writers, I guess they were, to, uh, to do their man on the street stuff. It just, it just didn't work because, you know, for them, for at least for Desus and Miro, those writers, no one who knew who they were. Like it's why would I want to talk to a couple of people with cameras like that? That's just that's just they, you just seem like a, a YouTuber at that point. Uh, and then versus for Desus and Miro, at least they can salvage it and make make it funny. But for Marlon, I just I don't think that uh, he he it really mixed well. He really mixed well with the uh, the the random people on the streets. Uh, and then and then for that reflects on the most memorable roles. It was just you know looking back at his roles and people clapping over it there weren't really any well, I mean there were jokes they just didn't pay off which is not to say Marlon's not funny it's just that that didn't work now his interviews they were great he was excited to talk to Mason Gooding and Bomani, uh, Bomani Jones and uh, his friend uh, let's see he knew Omar Epps he and him Omar, Omar Epps grew up together which is again when you can get people that know each other it really pays off what else happened with Marlon Wayans? Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. It was an uneventful week. He did he hit his, hit his some of his monologues. He was uh, acting uh, uh, very very crazy, and uh, at one point knocked over a chair. I thought that was pretty funny. Had to get a had to get one of the uh, this this the guys on stage to run over and pick up the chair. <laughs> very funny. All right, let's move on to Idris Elba popping up on the Late Show. Uh, this is you can tell it was a slow week. <laughs> By me choosing these random interviews, but this is something I like. Uh, Idris is great. I I think Idris is just uh, he's a great guest wherever he appears, and him talking to Colbert uh, is fantastic. He took off his jacket, everybody clapped and, and were like, "Ooh, look at that handsome man!" Uh, he's just he's so he's such a great guest. He's very relaxed when you whenever Idris talks to any late night host, he's a very relaxed guy, and I think that shows whatever whatever he's on on stage talking to people um he he his skin looks amazing i'll tell you that much <laughs> looks fantastic um then and this is just another textbook interview for 
uh, Colbert. It's good. It's a good interview because it just it's a guy who knows this other guy, and boom, they could talk and really and really hold it uh, hold it well together. Uh, I mean, as for the rest of uh, for this interview, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know why I didn't finish my sentence there. I don't know why I started it. Uh, continuing on with Colbert, he had more. Uh, what's it called? Uh, interview chunks with what I've what I've called interview chunks with Stephen Col- with uh, Stephen Spielberg with Stephen Colbert, Colbert on Colbert. It was it, I. This is such a surprise because I don't know why it was happening. I kept seeing Stephen uh, Stephen Spielberg videos pop up, and it makes sense that he you know he, Colbert probably spent uh, two hours with 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 Spielberg and John Williams and. Uh, it only makes sense that there's a good amount of of salvageable salvageable. That sounds like it was a bad interview. It sounds like it, it looks like there's a good amount of. Uh, it makes it like it makes sense. There's only a good enough amount of um, interview available. Uh, I don't I don't understand why they didn't just upload it as like a single entity, not the entire interview rather, but just like the these these last three or four. Uh, segments where they're uh, three to two to one minute long each, uh, and then the the John Williams one is ten. They were they were included as part of an episode, which doesn't make sense to me. As as a part of, let me see, I forgot which episode it is. Let me pull up YouTube TV. Let me go to my recorded shows. Yes, I record every late night show, even though they're readily available on streaming. Because who knows what's gonna happen? Oh shoot! Don't start. Okay. Uh, they, they, he had an episode with, um, Lily Fonda, Jane, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin. And then the, the secondary guests were the continued interviews with Spielberg and John Williams. I don't know what that is. I don't know why they did that. I think it, my, my only idea is that is for the Oscars. And at that point, it just kind of doesn't make sense to me. I would have rather have had two nights straight with a Spielberg interview, like one episode, dedicated to that to the to the big overall part of it and then the next episode I would have followed up with more a couple more people who were going to be on it would have been Monday Tuesday for me it's or Monday Thursday just keep it all tight they don't want to you don't want to separate it like that and I, I, I mean I'm sure they had you know people that that could have well I don't know yeah it doesn't make sense to me anyway there's that. And then we have a musical performance uh, that really stood out to me twice. Twice Set Me Free appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, this has got to be... this is So this is something I believe that can only happen on Fallon. It can't happen on maybe Kimmel, but it can't happen on uh, uh, Late Show. It won't happen on Late Late Show. It can't happen on Seth Meyers. It's, uh, or The Daily Show. It's, it's uh, Or Bill Maher Gutfeld. <laughs> It's it's amazing how K-pop still lingers uh, in the in the in the in the cultural zeitgeist even after BTS has disappeared. It's it's good to see uh, groups like Blackpink and Twice and Monster X and, and the rest of the rest of those uh, uh, bands are, are they bands? Because they, they don't play they don't actually play music. They just dance. I mean, we call them boy bands boy bands. Pop groups. I gotta get I gotta get the nomenclature down. 
but this is uh, amazing that that they're still doing well and they had all nine of these young ladies out here dancing uh the audience went wild for it well the girls in the audience little young young women in the audience were going wild jimmy's over here watching bopping along doing his thing and uh yeah i mean it's just a, it's just a solid performance uh i don't i didn't realize that there were nine people in this in this uh group i did not know that cuz in black pink there's four yeah, listen to some Blackpink. Oh, I love Rosé. That's not a joke. I love Rosé. Uh, moving on. Speaking of tonight's show, continuing on. This is a tie-in with the uh, Super Mario movie. Jimmy Fallon, The Roots, and the and some of the cast of the Super Mario Brothers uh, movie s- sang the Super Mario Brothers theme song. Now, I, I t- I'll tell you this. They've been doing, uh, them and uh, Corden, Fallon and Corden have been doing these types of bits for as long as I can remember, as long and, and and it's very simple. They're just singing theme songs, and that's it. And that and there's no joke there. It's just you're supposed to enjoy the visuals and everything, and it looks great. It looks nice. It, it's very obvious that Anya Taylor Joy only knew uh, one line of music from the uh, Super Mario Brothers theme song. A the Roots, you know, they did their part. Jack Black is there. Everybody's having a nice time, and then like they're like dodging visual effects and everything. Um, again, it has nothing to do with anything, with the exception of this movie. It's just a tie-in, and uh, Shigeru Miyamoto was there, which and the and the head of Illumination, which no nobody would know. This guy was also singing uh, the song. Uh, it just doesn't. I just I don't understand why why this was here. And why it had to be part of the Tonight Show. My guess is that, my only guess is that they pumped this out because it was Mario Day, obviously, because it was this did appear on uh, March 10th, which is Mario Day. But that that's my guess that why that happened, as to why that happened. But then it, uh, another thing was, uh, another thought that went through my head was, hey, some of these people might not be available for them to interview when the movie comes out. But that's in a month. So I don't understand. Anyway, it was a Mario Day surprise, which is what I'm putting together now. And uh, yeah, that's all it was. Moving on. uh, Finally, we got callbacks that were just uh, running the segment of Back in My Day on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Uh, I love it when he he does a great thing where his callbacks are just... You know, the the writers are just calling back to like very stupid what you think would be one off lines uh, that that really work in the favor of uh, of Seth Meyers in that show. And uh, typically back in my days, a very boring segment, but I really enjoyed that one. It's not very boring. It's just something that's uh, that doesn't stand out that much. Okay, let's get on to the topic. Main topic. Uh, You know, I just realized I was looking at the uh, the the Bible for this show. I did write a show Bible for this. A show Bible, if you're not in the industry, is when you when you pitch a show uh, to a network, you have, it's like you, you write like a, a 10, 8 to 10, you know, sometimes 20, depending on how much lore is of the show, of a, a page of a Bible thing of the uh, of the show. And for, for, and it's typically for a TV show, but I did it for um, this show, Late Night Lately, and I and I saw the tagline, which is the Late Late Night Night Show Show, and I I've 
I've yet to use that consistently. So here we are. Late night lately, the late, late night night show show. Topic. I'm pretty sure I peaked. Also, my allergies are killing me. This pollen. Oh, this pollen. Jimmy Kimmel was off for the week, and it makes sense because they were prepping. He and his team were prepping for the Oscars. Uh, Disney, excuse me. No. Yeah, it was the Disney Oscars. ABC had the Oscars. I'll get to that in the Constitutionals, which was uh, not done on Friday as well. Uh, but uh, ABC had the Oscars, and uh, besides the very crappy tie-ins that they had, uh, it was fine, in the exception of Kimmel's just incessant jokes about Will Smith and the slap. Like, Jesus, man. Did you, like, do we have to continue doing that? Also, we went three years without a host for the Oscars. 2019, 2020, 2021. Huh. Just realized that. I thought it was uh, two years. And during the pandemic, it, no, excuse me, the 2019 one was the high. Oh, no. Oh, these numbers have really dropped. All right, I'm on the the, the topic is uh, uh, how many late night hosts have hosted the Oscars? Or excuse me, not just late night hosts. How many TV hosts in general? And I don't know the number and I tried to find it. And I got it. I stopped counting. I stopped counting. It, it just became too much. But let's look at the let's look at the the, the type of people that have. So I'm looking at the Gold Derby website, goldderby.com. Oscar hosts colon performers who have hosted the Academy Awards, and then as well as the uh, the Wikipedia page list of Academy Award ceremonies, and it has a, a section with the hosts. So late night hosts include, as of recent as of recent memory, have been uh, or TV hosts in general. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel, Chris Rock, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, remember when Seth MacFarlane hosted? I I do. And then on this website, they also talked about how he did a song called "We Saw Your Boobs," and I remember that distinctly, and that was not funny. Billy Crystal hosted for all those years, obviously. Uh, John Stewart also hosted in 2008 and 2006, which I was not paying attention to, so I don't know. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg hosted all throughout the 90s, every couple of years, as well as 2002. And Letterman hosted once in 95. Chevy, Ch- Chevy Chase have a late night show? Jack Lemmon hosted. Carson hosted. Bob Hope hosted. Bob Hope hosted so much, which is crazy. I feel like I'm missing somebody. I haven't finished the article. Uh, to think that Carson hosted from 79 to 82. That's very crazy. And then he, he didn't do it for 83, but he popped back in for 84. I wonder how those were. I wonder how, how he, his monologues and everything were. You know, if I was the, if I was the Academy, I would upload uh, the monologues and, and, spe- and like cool speeches up to their YouTube channel. Year-round. Not just worry about the ones that are on hand. Just like a Oscars throwback or Oscars look back or some bull crap. That people like to do. It seems to me that, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now. It seems to me that Billy Crystal is the palate cleanser. Like he, he hosted in 97 and 98, then Whoopi hosted in 99, and then Billy Crystal again. And then Steve Martin, Whoopi, Steve Martin again, Billy Crystal, Chris Rock in 2005, Stewart in 2006. And then Ellen in 2007. 
And then again, like this, this proves my point that that Billy Crystal is a palate cleanser. Franco, James Franco, and Anne Hathaway hosted in 2011, and then Billy Crystal came back. It's kind of like, hey, we're gonna reset. We're gonna reset. Kimmel hosted when uh, Moonlight won for best movie, which was um, not my choice. Not my choice of best movie. La La Land is the better movie. It's the movie I've seen a hundred times. Moonlight, I've seen one and a half times. Shape of Water, Green Book. Remember when Green Book won? Remember that guy from Green Book died? He died a couple of months ago. If not a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Which I do feel bad about. He was my best friend. <laughs> so in terms of in terms of hosts that have hosted... Is Jerry Lewis a host? Did he ever have a TV show where he was hosting? Fred Astaire hosted. Jack Benny hosted. I feel like some of these guys had shows in the um, 40s and 50s. Excuse me. In the uh, 50s and 60s because that's when TV happened. TV didn't happen in the 30s. I I took a TV class uh, in college. But it was a a TV, was it crit? Was it a TV criticism or understanding how TV is written? I don't know, but it was like the first of its kind at my college. Carson was a very popular host, according to uh, the Gold Derby website. Jack Lemon made four appearances appearances as host, but he also okay, hold on. I'm just I he also earned two Oscars out of eight nominations. Now I'm reading uh under Jack Lemon in the ninth in the thirtieth awards in nineteen fifty eight, he co hosted with Bob Hope, David Niven, James Stewart, Rosalind Russell, and Donald Duck. I have got to see Donald Duck at the Oscars. That's crazy. What is he I don't understand. I don't understand how that happened. I need to see a video. I need to see something. 1958. Here's a YouTube video. That is correct. And they had, they had the opening. Uh, it's on the Oscars up. Yeah, see, there we go. Uh, okay, well, it doesn't sound like anything. Because people who make movies also make news, the journalists of the world. All right, this is pissing me off. I don't see Donald Duck anywhere. I want to see Donald. They need to upload that to uh, to what should we call it to YouTube? Man, that'd be so funny. I'm sure they have the video. They still if they have this uh, opening number. Opening number. When did the Oscars become a way for people to do you know giant opening numbers and things like that? Whoopi Goldberg was the first black performer and first solo woman to host the Oscars. Steve Martin never had a TV show. I uh, John Stewart was a great is a really good choice. Uh, I believe at that point, but but now he would be obviously a bad choice. Billy Crystal's great. Uh, Ellen Ellen the host. I remember that 2014 uh, one. She was she did a, she did a good job. Uh, I don't I don't think I was watching in 2007 obviously, but it's she is uh, the second woman to host the Oscars solo. She interacted with the audience, which is great. I, I think that was like the change because that because that 2004 one was the one where they took the the selfie and it had all those people in it. I want interactivity. 
I think that what makes a good host is that they already host a show or they're a performer, not an actor. A performer really works. When Hugh Jackman hosted, it was great. When uh, when Chris Rock hosted, it was good because he's a comedian. That's a performer. But when Seth MacFarlane hosts, that's an actor. That's a guy doing acting things. I'm not considering Billy Crystal under that canon because he is he's he's a comedian on top of being a performer and actor. Excuse me. But when you get actors to host, it just doesn't come out as good. Like Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin. But Steve is a performer. I mean, he does, you know, play that bad joke. <laughs> I think Hugh Jackman did a good job. Because he, he, he came from the Tony world. He came from the Tony world. And it was way too many hosts with uh, Schumer, Wanda, and Regina. It should have been uh, Wanda and Regina. <laughs> Nah, Schumer's funny, just uh, not to host the Oscars. Uh, Kimmel, Kimmel, Kimmel uh, does a, a fine job, except for, again, except for last night when he was uh, spending way too much time on what happened last year. And, and the jokes weren't even funny. Anywho, I, th- I believe I, I, I think uh, again, TV show host, Tony Award-winning actors. Those are the people that can host the Academy Awards really well and do it with grace. <laughs> hey, that's the end of this episode. Look, if you like what you heard here, you don't know why you would. Head to YouTube. Oh, uh, no, excuse me. Go to cpluscomedy.com where there are other podcasts like what is this show called? The Constitutionals Podcast, which is our premier podcast, where I talk about entertainment business news, as well as LinkedIn Logs, where I try to become the uh, LinkedIn influencer and now the only fan. There's a little uh, a side story, a little B story going on there. Just go ahead, go over there. You'll you'll figure it out. You'll hear it. I don't if this if this episode is uploaded before that. LinkedIn logs of constitutionals. If you want to see a video version of all three podcasts, head to youtube.com slash C plus comedy, where you can also see News Time, which is our premier entertainment business news show. It's like the daily show, except way less funny. I take one story and I am doing Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok at C plus comedy, me on those platforms at Chad Black White. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends about this show. And uh, looks like we're finally going to have to go out with a bang. Uh, here we go. All right. That's the end of the show. I'm sorry that um, we did not hit everything you wanted to hit. But we will do our best to continue to do so. All right. Do I, do I continue talking over it? No. <laughs>